0: Welcome to Courtside Indiana podcast. I am Jim Reamer, joined by Zach Tyler, Dominique Neely, Kyler Staley. We got a long one today, guys. Maybe don't everybody
1: speak at once. No, mm. not so, going to be long. I'm going to manifest
0: it.
1: No, not going to be long. Be, we're going to be to the point. You're going to shortchange yep. the kids.
0: We're going. We're going to do now. We're, we're going to shortchange the kids. You you guys are killing the kids. <laughs>
2: There's plenty of time Yeah, I don't know.
0: All right, let's get to the recruiting. We're going to talk about the top 100 today, hopefully in depth. We're top not going to short and Charlie Hughes. No, shoot, my bad. Charlie Hughes, <laughs> <Okay>. my fault. Shoot, <laughs> my fault.
2: You could do both. Did, did I say?
0: Done. I even said top 100 at the start. We're going to talk about the Charlie Hughes shootout the long running Charlie Hughes shootout played mostly in the cold gym at Carmel high school. But first we're going to get updated on recruiting. Zach has the list. It's a substantial list. Well, Zach is the one that here. puts it together for us. So we let him read it off. At least I organized yeah. it for you.
2: Sure. Yeah. Stop like, me. If you guys want to want to talk about anybody or you just want to go through them all, and then go back.
0: Let's throw it all. Let's go through them all and then throw it back and, Everybody has the list, so if there's – they can look at it. If there's anybody we want to talk about, we can each bring them up. So let's hit it. Go, Zachary.
2: Yes. All right. 2024s, so then I'll get to the 2025s last. Ben um, Riley, guard forward, Peyton Baird was busy. He picked up a Bethel, a Goshen, and a Franklin offer. Xavion uh, Baker from Terre Haute South picked up a Manchester offer. Jackson Bell from North Central, Franklin offer. Flory Badunga picked up a Duke offer on his visit. Uh, Reese Butcher uh, from Bebeuf, a Marion offer. Micah Davis has been super busy. Egos, LeMoyne, Southern Indiana, Southern Illinois Edwardsville, Moorhead State, and Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Josiah Dunham from Evansville Christian, a Southern Illinois Edwardsville offer also. Keenan Garner from Fishers picked up a Huntington offer. Uh, Evan Haywood was busy yesterday. He Southern Indiana, St. Francis, and LeMoyne. Uh, Dylan Morans was also busy after Charlie Hughes or during Charlie Hughes. Uh, Marion and a Huntington offer. Justin Sims from Chesterton, a Bethel offer. Jack Svetich from Crown Point, a Trine offer. Uh, Tucker Tornado from Evansville Memorial, a Marion offer. K.J. Wyndham picked up, two. We got Indiana State and Florida International. Those might be a little older. Uh, White Zellers from Scottsburg, a Parkside offer, which is a little older also. And then our 2025 guys, um, Gavin Benton from North, North Manchester. He already had a Huntington offer, picked up a Grace offer. Desmond Briscoe from Attics, Toledo, and Butler. Brady Kohler from Cathedral, Toledo, and Miami of Ohio. Uh, Chase Kinesny from St. Joe, up here by me, Toledo. Braylon Mullins from Greenfield Central has been super busy also. Kent State, Tulane, Valpo, and Toledo. Dominique Murphy from East Chicago, an IUPUI offer, I believe. Um, Xavier Robinson from Lawrence North, Temple, and Toledo. Trey Singleton from Jeffersonville, a Richmond offer. Uh, and Jamin Townsend from Marion, a Valparaiso offer. And then Stevie Reynolds, the third, 2026 from South Bend, Washington got a purdue offer a little while back then it's the Toledo offer and he just picked up an eastern michigan offer and that does it for us
0: yeah these these offers we'll go right back back, the last back
2: two after weeks. this short break
0: yeah these offers we're we're still talking the, these offers go back uh a couple weeks so but a yeah. lot of them a lot of them happened in the last few days especially since over the weekend with charlie hughes Anybody, uh, anything stand out? I've I've got a few notes that I want to go over on kids, but any, anything stand out for you guys as far as uh, surprises or it's about time this happened? Anybody got anything like that? Well, I, guess I was looking time. at the
1: nobody. oh sorry. No, no, nobody
0: gonna... speaks and then everybody speaks.
2: I was going <laughs> to say, it's about time
1: Keenan Gardner starts getting some offers in. So, big fan of him.
0: Yeah, you know, again, him being new to Indiana, I don't know what exposure he had to any sort of colleges before he before he started playing at Fisher's last year. Um, he's over from Germany, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So no, no real exposure to it. He's at. He's had a good spring, and I mean, let's just you know. Spoiler alert, Fisher's is the best team I saw in June. So certainly the most complete team I saw in June. And he he's a part of it. I there's been some D1 buzz with him. I don't not there yet with him, but I definitely think he's a scholarship level kid and and that's where it's starting to come in at. But Dominique, who did you you were gonna say something?
3: Yeah, I was gonna say kind of a just a unique um recruiting process with with Brady Kohler, right? Hasn't really played really mm-hmm. much varsity minutes at all. And he's got, you know, two D1 offers, um, which you just don't really see. But he's just a unique kid who we've talked about, who, you know, is probably up to 6'8 now. Um, super long, super skilled, but just kind of a unique situation getting those D1 offers before he's really even getting much varsity minutes or real, you know, real varsity minutes. I've, I've had it before. Donald
0: Cloutier from Lawrence North – Played with, graduated in two thousand five. Played with, Odin and C- Greg Odin, Mike Conley. Uh, he was a year ahead of those guys, but he was effectively. I th- I thought he was miscast at LN, but again, you do things. Not that they weren't going to win anyway with Odin and Conley, but but you do do things as a high school coach to win games. And he was basically miscast as as Odin's backup. For us, he was a three. He could shoot it. He was long. He couldn't handle it like Kohler, but he was a really good spot up shooter at six seven and extremely springy. It it didn't translate laterally, like he wasn't super quick, like he couldn't he had a hard time. He did have a hard time guarding threes. Um that specific group was was pretty large and springy behind him as well. So we just we we beat it with length with that group. Um, he ended up going to Western Michigan and struggled with injuries, but he had a good final two years of his high school career uh, on at the varsity level, playing for LN. And his senior year was extremely effective. He finally they finally slotted him over to the power forward spot as a senior, and he was good. I mean, obviously he was part of those teams that repeated. Well, he got he got the two peat he got the repeat part. Uh, so he's got two state titles, but but yeah, Kohler's in that situation as well, where he's behind a large group of guys that, you know, that were ahead of him, especially that senior class last year. I was surprised he didn't play more last year. Were you, Kyler, Dominique? I I don't think Zach really saw them play.
1: You talk about Brady Kola, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm not really surprised he didn't play, just considering how, you know, loaded Cathedral was last year. And I don't know where he would have gotten, you know, great minutes at.
0: Could they have used his shooting?
3: Probably yeah, they probably could, but maybe they maybe just behind a little bit with his strength and maybe def, yeah. you know those type of things maybe physically, but he's defensively, definitely there now. yeah, defensively would have been the
0: issue is who does he guard? And and let's face it, there there was a challenge there too with with Booker guarding away from the paint and being a guy who could guard the perimeter and still protect the rim. That's that's not easy. I mean, that's not and that's not easy. Um. But maybe that's maybe that was a defensive trade off that that um, Delaney didn't want to make. Well, clearly. But and, and, you know, not being at practices, not seeing how things are actually going, it's it's not really a, it's definitely not a criticism. It's just more of a question and observation. Um. But I, I do think they could have used the shooting, certainly at times. Um you know, I know, I remember when they were playing Berbath, they eventually opened that game up a little bit, but but when they were really things were sort of at a log jam, it's kind of a it's kind of a rock fight. and I thought you know, get one more guy out there who can really hit shots and you know that's you know that would have opened that thing wide open. So um not having seen their game against Ben Davis in the regional, or when did they did they play yeah, they played in the regional. Um, not really sure, you know, how he would have played in that game. You know, what what you're sacrificing by playing him. But he's their guy now. Did you you get a chance to watch him, Dominique?
3: No, I I didn't. I didn't get to see him at Charlie Hughes, but I have seen him this this June on on stream down at that Kentucky shootout the weekend before Charlie Hughes.
0: What did you think of his game? I mean, I've got some definite thoughts, but
3: yeah, Kyler, if I, you've uh, seen him. Yeah. I was gonna say I I love his game. I've always liked his game from la- from last year at Charlie Hughes, seeing him just just a natural score, catch and shoot guy. Um, just really long, skilled. Um, definitely needs to get stronger still and strengthen his core, those type of things defensively, you know, catching, um, you know, shooting off the dribble a little bit better as well. But you know he's definitely uh, he's definitely projecting to be a D one kid. I mean he's getting the offers, um, but no, I've, I've always liked him.
0: Nodded my head vigorously when you said shoot off the dribble. It, it's he's not making those shots yet. E- extremely good catch and shoot guy. Extremely good, and that's where he would have helped them last year. Or let's say this, if he would have been an asset for them last year, and I'm mainly saying in big games, it would have been his catch and shoot ability. Especially with this quick release, um, now what he is good at, he will put the ball on the floor and he can he can get to his spot. So that's that's one thing. So that's a that's a positive. He's just not making those shots just yet, and finishing off a one foot has been a struggle for him. Finishing off a two feet has been a pretty good thing for him, and at his length, this, his height, I look for that to be something that he focuses on while he's you know probably still working on the other stuff because I think the ability to do both is what separates a lot of guys and he's just especially the one foot stuff where if you can extend and and, and score beyond the frame of your body it's just such a such a distinct skill and that's where you talk about it he needs to get stronger that's what's going to come in play so um but he but I yeah he's I definitely think he, I felt he's been kind of a mid-major for the last year and a half or so, probably the same time you did. So maybe even just last summer. Cause I, he was impressive last June. Yeah, he was, which is why I thought he would have played more. <laughs> he was the victim of his own success. As far as people like us are concerned, or at least, you know, outsiders looking in. Uh, Wyndham was really impressive this weekend. Did, is he playing his way toward a high major? I think so. I mean, what, just, what's what's left.
1: What What's left in his game or. Yeah.
0: He's I mean, he's 60. six, six, three. Let's give him the inch six, four. Um, can really, really, I mean, he certainly can shoot. He shoots off the move. Um, I mean, I think Missouri Valley is a great fit for him. Yeah, I like that. And and in some conversations, that's, oh, why are you hating on me, man? I'm not saying it isn't his case, but I'm just saying that, you know, if you don't think a kid's a high major, it's just a different conversation. What's, what's left for him to get over the hump? I think Dominique
1: nailed it. I think it's consistency. Yeah. Uh, which I think has been a lot better all spring and, you know, June, the times that I've seen him, but I I think he's just got to prove it a little bit more. Um, uh, maybe if he can prove that he has consistency for the rest of the summer, maybe he'll get to that high major size might be a question. Um, you know, six four is still a pretty good size, but maybe he needs to grow an inch or two more. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Missouri Valley is great for him. I also think Miami Ohio would be a great spot for him as well. Um, but yeah, I think it just comes out to
0: consistency with him yeah i think yeah mac i mean i don't i still view the valley as is just a higher level it's a little bit of a better conference yeah i agree i mac ever since they added all those football schools for football it's just it's life was life was a lot of fun when it was the mac and the missouri valley were getting multiple bids um the way Mullins is shooting the ball, Braylon Mullins, I'm starting to see a little bit of a high major bent there. Anybody agree, disagree?
1: I think the high major's there. I I, I still think a little bit is consistency with him as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, you watch a kid so much as I have with him. You know, you you see the you see the the stretches where he struck, where he has struggled in the past. Just really with just his outside shooting, he's always been a an attack guy. He's always been a guy that's gotten downhill. Um, he and since graduated teammate Dylan Mills ex- play extremely played extremely well together, both setting each other up. All of their other teammates n- always know where they are on the floor. Um, you know, you throw in Kirkoff. Uh, whose, whose father played at Purdue and you know, who also graduated last year, you throw him into the mix as far as a high IQ kid who could hit shots. Those, those three kids played so well together. Um, even if Braylon was struggling from the three point line, those other two weren't. And then he was the guy that could score off the dribble score in the paint. But now his shot is really, it's softened up a little bit. It, it He's got a, he's got a cleaner release it's not as um like in the past his shot he would really he would really flick his fingers through almost like a almost like a like he had to do it and now it's just a more natural feel the ball's coming off his hands a little bit a little bit with more with a little bit with, with more with a little touch and it's just he's just hitting more from the outside little bit more arc in his shot. And I know from experience of <laughs> I know he's in the gym a lot. Let's just say that. I don't think that's stopped since I don't think that's stopped since the since uh last fall. I think he's in the gym quite a bit working on his shot. So especially with dad on staff, they get I'm sure they get pretty good access to the to to their the facilities and their their gun there that they've got. They're gonna really need to have some guys
1: step up on that team because oh, yeah. the, last, the last few times that I've watched uh Greenfield Central. Um I mean Mullins obviously everything runs through Mullins, but man, towards the you know, the half of the second half,
0: um, he gets gassed big time. And you could tell yeah. He does. And you know what? His father's acknowledged that he, he definitely understands the conditioning aspect of that, of, of, being the guy versus being one of the two guys. Um, and you know, they, they do have other kids who can, they got a couple other kids who could handle the speed of the game w- against certain teams. And that's going to really matter in March with, cause they're sectional sectional nine is an extremely good sectional. Um, I mean, it's Anderson, it's Mount Vernon. You think about what those teams, you know, are going to be this year. You think about what Anderson was the last two years. Muncie Central has improved. Uh, Pendleton, maybe top to bottom, isn't going to be as good, but Josiah Sims, I'm sorry, Josiah Gustin is going to be an extremely good player for them. Um, You know, he's going to have to get, he's going to have to be in shape. He's going to have to be in, in better shape. He's in shape. He just, he has to be able to endure that. Uh, but they have other kids who can handle the pressure, but, but as far as shot making goes, it's that's where things start to separate a little bit, you know, and, and against, you know, against Anderson last year in the sectional, it, it was clear. They just had a lot of the other kids stepped up in terms of things like rebounding and defense. But as far as shot making goes, it was a, it was basically two players, who were even getting shots and against Anderson Mullins was fantastic against Anderson and moles even struggled a little bit, which sucks because that was his last game, but Braylon was fantastic. And as far as everybody really kind of already knowing who he is, that was the game where he was the best player on the floor. Unfortunately, it was a game they got beaten, but still. Uh, you, Kyler mentioned about time. Uh, it's about damn time Evan Hayward got a Division one offer. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, I mean, Southern Indiana, LeMoyne, you know, that's – I don't know what conference LeMoyne is in, but I, I know they've got an Indiana connection there somehow. I'd have to look it up.
3: Uh, champions New York, champions from Syracuse, L- Syracuse, New York, no
2: champions from uh, LaPorte. Or, That's I'm right. sorry, uh, Logan, Logan, sport. Logan
0: sport. There you go. Good, good one, Zach. And Zach, have you seen any of these teams? Like, have you seen Cathedral play yet? No. Okay. Who the hell did you watch this weekend?
2: <laughs> uh, So, <laughs> well, I was going to talk <laughs> about my guy on the list that I, I, I think it's just, it's time he popped. Like we were kind of expecting this to happen probably, but that's, that's Dylan Moran's from, uh, Gary Catholic. Yeah. Super, super athletic. And his, he's finally, we talk about consistency with these other guys. I think that's something he's missing a lot of too, right? is he, he, I do know that he was very consistent last season and now he's, he's been consistent here in tournaments or, I mean, in, uh, Charlie Hughes, uh, top 100. I was I'm not sure of, but,
0: Man, top top one hundred is a bad eval. I, I mean, I've got yeah. notes and and the, the evaluations have been have been published, but I mean, it's just it's not a great environment. I I got a lot of one line evaluations. Hit hit shots competed on defense. I mean, that's like that's like ten of them. <laughs> but the Charlie Hughes is a much better evaluation situation. I'd like to see. I had a couple so- coaches this week this weekend more than a couple. If you combine last weekend at the top 100, say they would just rather have two weekend events where they're just playing instead of the top 100 because this is a much better evaluation process than, than the top 100.
2: Yeah. I bet a lot of college coaches would agree with that too. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Um, now, I like the way they handled it this year better than last year, where last year it was just two full games. This year it was four half games. At least he gave you a larger sample. Made it easier for people like us. I'm not sure it made it easier for college coaches though. All right, how many of us watched Stephen Reynolds this weekend? Yes. Did we all watch Stephen Reynolds this weekend?
3: I did not. I was gonna. I was gonna mention him. This is his first. Uh... We, you know, first time playing in front of coaches in a live event, live period this spring. So. This spring.
0: Yeah. Kyler, did you watch it this weekend? Yeah,
1: I did. And when I watched him, uh, I think I watched him Saturday morning. Tom Mizzo was in the house to watch him.
0: So, yeah.
1: um, Yeah. I mean, that was the first time I'd watched him since the Prep Hoops Freshman Showcase. And he was a lot better than what I remember. Yeah. Um, Really, really impressive. He he, just the definition of a hooper. That's that's just what I came. Okay, I mean, I I came with. It was just, I mean, his shot making was excellent. He has a lot of range from three. Um, he's a playmaker right now for his age. Um, just came came out really, really impressed
0: with him. I mean, I was standing with Zach when I made some of these statements. So he's, if he doesn't, if he can't guess what I'm about to say. He's gonna definitely be reminded of it because I was pretty clear. Can, the, the, ball doesn't stick. the ball doesn't stick with him. He he's as well as he scores it, if he doesn't have the play, or if he doesn't have the the angle within one or two dribbles, he gets rid of it. And I absolutely love that about him. He moves without the basketball. Of course, I love that about anybody. He's not a guy that stands around and holds his hands up and says, I'm open, get me the ball. It, while he can be an isolation player, and certainly Varga does put him in isolation situations, he doesn't – that's not what identifies him. He moves without the basketball. He gets rid of it. He gets – he finds a screen. If it doesn't get it, he finds another screen. Sometimes they run stuff for him specifically, obviously, and should. Um. He – the ball gets past the head in transition with him. Doesn't keep it. He's not a guy that dribbles it up and tells everybody to get the hell out of the way. I mean, he's he's pretty impressive from the neck up and how he handles and processes the game. Now he plays too fast sometimes. Um but I don't think he forces bad shots. I think he does force plays. Like I think he does kind of get into trouble, but I think it's also 50-50 he's trying to set somebody up cuz he 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 makes advanced reads, he makes second secondary reads. He's pivoting out and finding back action guys. He's throwing cross-court passes off ball screens. He he's making high-level reads as a sophomore in high school. Are they always the best decision? No. Will that decision-making process improve? Likely, but the ball doesn't stick with him, and I can't. That's huge in in my book, because when he goes to college, even especially as a freshman. I mean, he's not going. I mean, look at like a kid like Jaden Jade Ivy, who I don't think I don't know how many people thought he would leave college after two years. I mean, Jaden Ivey had to learn how to play without the basketball at, at Purdue. Now, he got super good at it, obviously. And his first year in the NBA was, I would say, a success, at least individually. But Reynolds already has that now as a sophomore in high school. Um, Just just really impressed with everything about it. Now, they, as a team, they weren't very good. I don't know their young guys other than other than Elijah King, who's a freshman, who was good, by the way. Yeah, he was. Kind of like him when he plays When he plays hard. It, it's just – sometimes it's hard when you watch, when you see a kid in middle school. And he just – whether they are or they aren't motivated, it's, first impressions suck sometimes, man. You just – not that they're all harsh, not that the bad ones are hard, but – but you just got to get through it and, and watch him play. And he was, but South Bend Washington as a team is—they're going to struggle. I mean, they're going to probably be a maybe a little bit better than a five hundred team. I don't know. Maybe they had some guys not there. But
2: yeah, they were they were down there, big dude. Six, oh, are they eight, okay? But he's he's hurt quite a bit. And then they have a uh, incoming freshman, Corey Parker, who didn't play either.
0: And they're going to be young.
3: Yeah.
2: No
0: matter how you cut it, they're going to be young.
2: Yeah.
0: But man, he was impressive this weekend.
3: One thing I noticed about him, uh, just from seeing some highlights from Charlie Hughes, uh, he makes contested shots, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, off the dribble, pulling up and and with guys right on him. And And he's got a high release.
0: They're good shots.
3: Yeah. High release. And he's able to, to hit them at this age. So, you know, he can tell, uh, you know, moving forward, he's, he's just a shot maker. He's a scorer, and he's only going to obviously get better and, you know, grow some more, probably get stronger, get faster, more athletic. So he's, he's definitely on his way. If you can master the
0: art of scoring in two dribbles, within two dribbles, you're, you're really onto something because unless you're going to get a lot of ball screen action, and I, and I know I'm skipping a level here from college, but unless you're going to get a lot of ball screen action where you're snaking dudes and, and the whole offense is revolved around. I mean, there's not that many players in the NBA where it's a, a, a ball-centric, where it's a heliocentric o- offense, where the, the offense revolves around one guy making all the plays. James Harden obviously is, is like that before you play with Embiid. Uh, Luka Doncic, Doncic is like that with Dallas. and I'm not trying to compare him to those people. <laughs> Don't don't give. I mean, don't think I'm trying to do that. I'm saying style of play because where a lot of people, where a lot of players falter, is they think they're that dude and they're not. It's so few and far between, you
3: know. Especially, and, especially at the college level, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the only ones that come to mind recent recent history like Trey Young at Oklahoma was kind of like that. Sharif Cooper at Auburn, but there's not many dudes that go to college and you're just the guy and the ball's in your hand all the time.
0: And Cooper didn't shoot the ball very well, all right?
3: And I'll be honest, the only reason why I know that
0: is because when it was time for him to get drafted, I watch all that draft video stuff. I watch all those those. There's three guys that do those scouting videos, strengths and weaknesses, and I watch all that crap of all the pro- projected first round guys, just because that's what I geek out on. And so I don't, I don't really watch a whole lot of college basketball outside of the Big Ten and Butler. Um. And you know it's and Trey Young and our, they didn't they didn't they underachieve probably as a team. They didn't win a lot yeah. of games there. I don't think. Um. And that's not to say that because again, like you look at Jaylen Shafino for Indiana, he he's not like that. He's a guy that obviously utilizes ball screens, and I would say really needs ball screens to get downhill. But he also knew that it it wasn't him. It was a two-man thing. And the other dude was better. Um, And that's where he's going to succeed at the NBA level is he's going to be a guy that understands that, you know, at least not, I'm not saying he's going to play a ton as a rookie. He might, but he's got Anthony Davis setting those ball screens. He's going to realize that that's, That's the end, the end all be all for his opportunities, either assists or shots. Um, But if you can back to the point, if you can be a guy that can score, make or make a play in one or two dribbles, and do it at a high level, then you got a chance to be a high level player because everything else, a lot of that stuff doesn't translate. You can't be a dude that takes five or six dribbles or thinks you're just going to isolate the floor, and and play up a level. Unless you're just super, super, super special. And and those players truly are few and far between. Imani Bates is a great example of that. Could not watch a guy dribble the ball more in my entire effing life than watch him. And, you know, he has a lot of other reasons why he hasn't succeeded beyond his junior year of high school, basically. Um, and I'm talking on the court stuff. Forget the off the court stuff for now. Um but in high school that kid did zero without the basketball. Zero. And it didn't translate when he went to Memphis. Now part of that may be strength. You know, or lack of overall actually lack of actual skill development. Um but You know, just obviously an extreme talent at a young age that thrived by being uh, older than a lot of people. But at the same time, um, I just really, really impressed with Reynolds. I just I know they didn't they didn't play the the team wise. They didn't play well the game I watched and but just his decision making process. I told Zach we could I would probably go about a half hour on this and I'm, I'm probably getting there, but. God, I mean just really impressed with him. Just couldn't. And I don't know that I I don't know that he compares better than Harrelson. I mean Harrelson I still still think's the better prospect. But maybe. I don't know. But
1: Uh right I, that, you gotta give it to Harrelson right now.
0: I, yeah, the physicality part, but yeah. But Jalen matured so well, such at such a young age, and it's it's nice that his skill set is kept up with his physical development, but yeah, you're. I agree, Kyler. But it's just you know, it's fun. It was fun watching watching him play and pro. He he did one where he was going to his left and threw a one handed left handed cross court skip pass off a of ball screen. I was like, oh shit, I'm out. Gone. I can't <laughs> I can't watch anymore. I had to leave. I didn't want to be I didn't want to be disappointed. <laughs> so, all right, Zach, that's my thirty minute. That wasn't quite thirty minutes. Go. That's my. That's my uh, so that's my TED talk on Stephen Reynolds. Kudos <laughs> to all those involved in his his not just his skill development but his mental development. Um. All right. Anything else before we take a quick break? Oh, I do have. I have one more question. All right, Zach. You saw Chester. You you watch Chester a lot. Yeah. Is Justin Sims where we thought he would be as a freshman, recruiting wise?
2: Well,
0: um, this is going to be negative. The kid works hard. I just—that's a great question, though. And he's run, and he won a lot of games. I mean, I.
2: Yeah, I think he's improved his game a lot. He's he can shoot from outside now too, and. can um, does I mean, he do it when AI, you're in the gym? Yeah, I've seen him in outside shots.
0: Okay. I mean, because his recruiting is—I mean, I loved him as a freshman, and I still look—I like him as a high school player. Yeah. And this is going to come across super negative, of course. It's like the <laughs> backhand of compliment at this point. But when you say somebody in high school, you love him as a high school player. It is a good question, isn't it, Kyler?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. If I—if I'm honest, the thing I hear from coaches is lack of motor from him. Consistent motor, I should say.
0: That's pretty easy to see on the floor. Are you closing out tight on him, though? You say you you've seen him hit some shots. I haven't seen him hit shots.
2: I don't. I don't know that I would yet. I mean, huh? he's a threat. I think he's. I think he's a threat, but I don't know how tight you're closing out on him.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. I, and it's, it's one of those deals where, look, from an early age, he was identified as a kid that, and I say early age, I mean as a freshman. Um, the, uh, the development of his perimeter skills was going to be a key part of his recruitment. And, it, and that's just the difference between him being a really good player and a, and a great player. I mean, don't give I mean, look, all anybody that might listen that he just hasn't there's just that next step there he hasn't taken yet. And I think it's reflected in his recruiting because you know, you play in the DAC as a freshman. Didn't he start as a freshman?
2: Yeah.
0: On a team that just the next year went undefeated up until the final game of the year? starting as a sophomore his second second or third leading scorer on a team as a sophomore in a team that went undefeated there there's just a next step that he hasn't taken skill-wise that I think that makes him an undersized 4 so I guess that's where I'm going with it right now college-wise he's what what position
2: as a 4 right four.
0: we all agree with that yeah. If he's a three, what what happens if he's a three? Like guard a three, and either hit shots like a like a wing or playmaker as a, as a be a playmaker off the dribble.
2: Right. He can put the ball to the floor a little bit. He'll block shots for sure. Who
0: who does he become if he can be that guy that can make plays off the dribble? I mean, you say he could put the ball on the floor. What do you mean? He Straight line drive. I mean, like he can straight line drive and sure gets the basket. and
2: Yeah, and he'll back you see- down too if he yeah, catches it out of the post a little bit. Yeah, but that's not really a – But he's not coming off screens and taking the ball to the basket on the drive. That's what you're That's not
0: really a thing, though. I mean, who's he going to back down in college? Right. I mean, who was the dude that got drafted? Oh, Jalen, unless you're like Jordan Pickett from Penn state (laughs) you're not that's a big that was his big thing I guess um I don't know and again this is to say that this was a kid I loved as a freshman and thought man this guy's going to be I I I thought for sure with his skill development he would be a kid that would be ultimately a like a low d1 or or mid you know mid-major type guy just because I loved his motor as a freshman. Cause you can't, I mean, you can't, you don't play that young at Chesterton if you're not working hard. So there's, but you know, he'd go to whatever, he can go to the Crossroads league and, and be a hardworking power forward and be really good though. So that's, it's just a different conversation. I say this to people a lot when they, if they read something I write or, or, or that any of, you know, any of us write um, the higher up the ladder, you talk, the, the more nitpicky it gets. And it doesn't mean you don't like a player. It just, it just, there's just more questions to be answered. And, and it, sometimes it's a different perspective. Like Flory Badunga, for example. We talked about Flory Badunga playing in college. Somebody asks, You think he could play in the NBA? The, the, the tone of the discussion becomes a lot different. He gets a Duke offer. People, IU fans losing their minds. Kyler, <laughs> what do you hear? I, Kyler, I'll tell you what I've heard and I'll see if you've heard it. I, yeah. I've heard good things with Indiana lately.
1: I mean, the only thing I hear is it's basically just going to come down to Duke and Indiana, is what I, I keep repeatedly hearing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I feel like it's going to come down to the water, honestly, in my opinion. He's still it's still really hard to read with his recruitment, it, it always has been. And until he finally commits, I feel like it's just going to be,
0: yeah. I don't know. Well, with him and, you know, with his situation too, where he's not, he's, what been speaking English for 18 months, maybe fluently. It's a lot. He's, not what, he's that what, he's not what, yeah, yeah, I know. No, I know. He's not one of those guys that's out there proactively talking to people. Like he's not texting you. Like some of these guys might go, Hey, Kyler, what's going on? <laughs> I know that happens every now and then, but most of his communication is coming from his host family and, and Peck and, uh, Hey, before, anybody,
3: yeah, yeah Before we – I wanted to jump back to Chesterton quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't – like last year they had the same results. Like they, I was looking at how they did at Charlie Hughes and they got pretty much waxed every game. Mm-hmm. They lost by 35, 31, 20, and 27. This week? Uh, yes. But last yeah. year – I think they they did the same thing. I mean, Amari Carson last year outscored outscored Chesterton by himself in a game, and they got they looked terrible last year. And then you get to the season, and they lose six games to Brownsburg, Blackhawk, Lawrence Central, Norwell, Hammond mm-hmm. Central, and Penn, and they go to the regional. So don't you know? Don't think that Chesterton isn't going to be. The best team in the region, or one of the best teams, and have a really good year. They're going to be, oh, yeah. they're going to well, be good again. It's just, it's just going to be, you know, deceiving. Looking at their results in June's, I know last year they weren't very good, and this year, same thing. But Urban seems to get them ready for the season, and they're going to be good again. And well, that's at least.
0: yeah, that's that's all about Urban at that point, yeah, because he can flat out coach. And you know, and look, Charlie Hughes. There, there's the great thing about Charlie Hughes is you see these guys are coaching they care and we can sit there I a friend of mine was really upset about the way his team was playing and i told him it's it's june you know and and what i you know what i liked was that most these dudes can coach or i'm sorry i shouldn't shouldn't say like most these dudes are coaching hard there's they're definitely not taking the losses as hard but they're coaching like you saw Urban this weekend get really pissed at his players. It was an, it was all about effort. It had nothing to do with winning or losing. It was effort. He was not pleased with his team's effort. But this group, he's... Chesterton's will be interesting this year from that standpoint because, first of all, Dominique, you're absolutely right. And that is that, you know, Chesterton, especially last year, I don't know what their scores were last year at Charlie Hughes, but if you're telling me they struggled, they did. I'm going to believe you. They did not look good this weekend. You know, last year it was Sims, it was it, it was Parish, and it was four or five seniors, many of whom had been getting a taste of varsity since their sophomore year. Yeah,
2: yeah. Even Lack if in, of depth is going to show this year. Yeah,
0: even if in smaller roles. And this year they're not gonna have that. So they're gonna have to figure it out. Luckily they don't have to figure it out until November. Not that they're not gonna be working along the way, but you know what I mean? As far as results that truly matter. And then the results that really matter is in March. You know, and that's gonna get us to some of the discussions we probably have during the actual Charlie Hughes discussion. Um, once we come back. So anybody got anything else in the recruit on the guys that we're talking about recruiting wise? Any shout outs, any anything? Nothing. Nope. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll break down some of the teams we saw this weekend and, and maybe even some more about some players that maybe did or didn't get offers. I tweeted that Fishers was the best team I've seen in the month of June, so this is more than just Charlie Hughes. Charlie Hughes this goes through all the stuff that I've seen. Purdue camp. Uh, several instances at the Grand Park League. I know it's still a pretty isolated situation. I didn't really travel around a whole lot and watch teams. What Team-wise, as far as just Charlie Hughes, I mean, obviously Fishers did well. Ben Davis did well. Brownstown did well. Anybody uh, got a team they want to talk about that really impressed them this weekend? Even really if it's like, one of those,
1: I really like Providence. I only watched them yeah. once, man. Yeah. I that's some of the most annoying defense ever They were playing. Um, so it was good it, defense, good defense. Yes. Great uh, defense. Annoying in a, uh, annoying in a way that if I was an offensive player or whatever, I would not want to go up against them, but, um, they were playing Greenfield central and they did a fantastic job, um, mm. containing Mullins, um, it was it was really good. They, you know, they double teamed a lot, I felt like. Um, but, I mean, they were really stingy on that end, and I, I think they're probably one of the better teams in the South um, heading into next year just just based off that one performance I saw of them.
0: You know they're going to beat up Benner, right? Yeah. When it's time. They're going to be licking their chops for that. I mean, I think they play during the regular season, if I'm not mistaken. But when March comes around, to be that's going to be a brutal game. <laughs> it's going to be maybe worth it if it's one of those deals where, if, God forbid, Carmel doesn't win a sectional. Well, no, they are in the same sectional: it's Providence and Providence and Brownstown. I mean, Miller just does a great job of of coaching that group. Trying to think Let me look here real quick. Obviously they're defending they were they won state championship two years ago. See, last year they went nineteen and five. They lost to Brownstown to open the year eighty one to seventy one. Then they lost to him in the sectional forty four to forty two. The year before, they lost to him in the last game of the second to last game of the regular season by fourteen. But then Brownstown was 3A the year they won state. And they played Central Noble in the state championship game and made life miserable for a season. They're just an extremely physical basketball team. This is a team that has beaten Jeffersonville the last one, two, three, three times. They've beaten New Albany... Um, had they beat New Albany? They beat New Albany 31-29, to <laughs> 51-36. Last year their losses were to Brownstown, they were to Scottsburg, Evansville Memorial, Silver Creek, and then Brownstown again. So three of those losses were to 3A teams.
3: They were without their best player for a little bit, weren't they?
0: They were about their best players for the Scottsburg for the Scottsburg loss and the Memorial loss, I believe. Gotcha. I think he I think Kalen got hurt either in the Brownstown game or shortly after it. Like the first game of the year, right? Yeah. I think it was the first game. Because they beat Borden 35 21. I think they're just kind of figuring things out.
3: That's what that's what shocked me in that state championship game. Man, I thought they were going to be low scoring. They came out and had like twenty five in the first quarter, bombing threes. They're still they a were really balanced team. They're really impressive that game. Well, they're
0: they're a little bit, they're a little bit like Carmel in that regard. They will they will play. They will adjust their style of the team that they play. You know, I remember the one year. And Osborne's the same way as Hattie in this regard. The the one year they played Pike in the state finals, were like Pike's going to run them off the court. I'm like no, they're not. Carmel's going to is going to run with them, and they're going to hit shots, and the, the shots will be easier because the game will be freer. In the state championship game, I think that year was like seventy-seven to seventy-one. You know, and and then you turn around the next year, and it's a it's a grind out. It's a grind out affair. It's just. They've got guys. I mean, Hess can hit shots. Noelovan can hit shots. Of course, two years ago you saw Kay. You know, Casey Kalen can score. Um, they got dudes, and they they're going to have some young guys this year. They're going to rely on. Um, I got to I got to go to my names to get my. Got to go to my database here to get some names because I'm going to forget. Especially the, the hyphenated ones, Elijah Fuller, Tucker, Quentin Hess. You know they've got. Noah Lovan of course, who was not there for their state title game. He was a he was a Catholic school kid in, in basically the Providence system. Uh, went to went to Trinity X um, there in Louisville, then transferred back to Pro- or transferred or moved over to Providence last year. They've they've got a good group, and you know they're going to be physical no matter what. And again, Ryan Miller does a great job.
3: I got a we'll text def- about them saying that their bench is just extremely loud and like into it, and mm-hmm. like their whole team is just into it. You know, in June, that's that's good to see. They and they got,
0: who, they got a kid. They got a kid whose dad went to Carmel, so you know, right there, that's good for a couple wins. <laughs> 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 Can't help it. It's true. Zach, most impre- Who was the most impressive team or most impressive team you saw this week?
2: Uh, I think I was there Friday night. I think Garen uh, impressed me. Uh, like I talked about earlier, with Dylan Morans Cherry you was were, knocking down shots.
0: You were at Westfield, but primarily.
2: Y- yes, all Westfield Friday night. I watched him play Scottsburg. Was-
3: mm.
0: That's right. I was there for that game. Yeah. Sorensen played well. Also, they just played really hard. And- your audio's your your mic something's not good with your mic. Hot mic. Huh? Better. Better? No. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Is that your normal setup? Yep. Are you wearing a Duke sweatshirt?
2: Nope. <laughs> Jesus. Uh oh, Flory. Flory reveal. Kyle, you gotta send him <laughs> some you gotta send
0: him some Hoosier Illustrated Garb. Hey, I'm trying to get some myself first. You got to get the merch. We got to get the merch out. Me
1: first, Zach second.
0: Nice, wow. wow. <laughs> the me first movement. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Ant Wright to quit picking on Dan Dockage?
1: <laughs> no, we can't. No, we can't. We're gonna let we're
2: gonna let him keep doing that.
0: Anybody yeah, else so chime in Garrett on Gaffling. best teams? Huh?
2: I was Jaren Catholic and Cherry
0: Morans Price Cardinal
2: Cardinal, yeah.
0: Saw him take a charge, wasn't surprised.
3: <laughs> Jake Davis record in Jeopardy!
0: No, no, Jake's got two year <laughs> head start on him. That's no one's <laughs> catching that kid. How about uh, how about 10? Although, like? if I tell Brian. Brian's such a good dude. I don't. I didn't know him. I'm mean, like I obviously knew who he was, but didn't like know him until this last season. And he's such a good dude. I, I wonder if I told him what the rec- We told him what the record was. If he would just like start conditioning his kids. Let's, let's go get that. <laughs> it would be like a charge a game for the next two for the next two school seasons. Kyler, what?
1: How about uh? How about Tenley? They were uh, they were pretty impressive with their win over Heritage Hills.
0: It was a good game. It was it was. Um, Henri Mason. That was the guy that a lot of people were asking me who that was. And that's the 6'7 so- junior. Junior? Junior or sophomore? I don't know. Junior, I think. Pretendly. He was really he was really good. Obviously, Deshaun Hall for them is they going to be the, probably the leading scorer this year. But that's that's the kid Mason. Uh, his half brother, full brother, played at Brownsburg. Six nine kid that played in the uh, around the KJ Walton Dominie or Darian Ringo time period. A little bit before them.
1: Henry May is another interesting prospect.
0: That's Hon- who that is. Yeah, okay. that's who I'm talking about. Okay, it's Henri.
1: Henri, sorry.
0: Henri, it's French.
3: <laughs> we and win. I heard
0: them call him Henri on the court. Just to just to confirm it.
3: <laughs> that was their only win of the event.
0: Was beating Heritage Hills? Yeah. So Tyler Kyler's best team was one and three. Damn!
1: not They're not my best team. I'm just saying. I I thought that one game that I watched of those was. Really it was an
0: fun. impressive win, but you know what? Sicily was incredible that game.
1: Oh, wow! Well, what forty points that game?
0: Just yeah. just forty, bombing from everywhere, scoring in transition.
1: Probably would have had more if uh, they would have passed the ball a little bit better to him.
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: I thought they really struggled just as a team, just passing the ball. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of simple passes I felt that were just thrown way, thrown over Sicily's head, and I well, sure the whole team.
0: But but it wasn't like they weren't looking for him, right? They got sped up. That's what happens. That's why you, you know, that's why you got to you know you watch some of these teams play and figure out okay which kids on a the, the team can handle it. Sicily can handle it. You know, maybe maybe Jake Pryor can handle it a little bit for a sophomore. But the rest of those dudes, that's why, like, Evansville boss, is always going to be a threat down there. You know, even against Evansville Memorial, who we think, you know, who I think is going to be a factor at the three, excuse me, at the hiccups, a factor at the 3A level. Because at the end of the day, if you play one or two guys, if you always play one or two guys who can't handle – the speed of the game it's a, it it becomes a glaring hole and that's why every year you you might see bossy go what 15 and 9 and still be a team that sneaks through a sectional or a regional and and they're they're their down teams are still teams that are a threat because you know they play a certain way that causes other other teams problems so that's why you see a team like tenley you know, Sicily had no problem with it. But, you know, Heritage Hills could never have a lineup where there weren't two guys who struggled with it.
1: Apparently they were missing some players too, from what we heard, due to baseball. Yeah. So I don't know high if that would have changed anything or not.
0: High school baseball sucks. <laughs> don't at me go ahead do it i'll say it to anybody i'll tell i'll tell baseball coaches that
3: don't get banned
0: can't get banned (laughs) can't get banned uh fishers was impressive in every way imaginable i know it's june ball movement again jalen harrelson understands how to play without the basketball
3: He's he's no different.
0: We talked about Reynolds in the you know the opening segment. He's no different in terms of his his overall IQ on the court. He's fantastic. Obviously, that with his strength and stuff, they he is the he is he is their primary ball handler. Except when they bring in the five foot seven inch freshman who stole the show. Cooper Cooper Zachary, man.
1: I thought Justin Kirby was pretty impressive too. I like him off the bench.
0: He was good. He was good this weekend, and I wasn't the only one that that saw. Him. I know I talked to you a little bit about him Friday night. And but he was um, you know, other he's, I'm glad he played well in other games because I I saw them Friday night. I did, can't, I did see them. I saw one game Friday, one game Saturday. He was better Friday than Saturday. But then Zachary, the freshman, was who struggled to get some stuff going on Friday night, completely found his groove on Saturday, and I got to look it up to see which team it was against. I forget who I saw them play.
3: Oh, Jeffersonville.
0: Yes, it was Jeffersonville. They waxed so game, them,
3: they? huh? They, they waxed everyone. Yeah. They waxed
0: everybody. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was the game. <laughs> that was the game where. So Sharon Wilkerson coaches Jeffersonville, and he he played for me way back in prehistoric times and at halftime i sort of leaned up leaned forward and go you know who that kid is right he's like who and i said that's randy zachary's nephew so then he like impromptu just stops kyler and then dominique was sitting next to me he impromptu stops and has me tell stories to his team at halftime about randy zachary and i was like no this is not Looked at him and go, he was really good in high school. It was not the time. (laughs) Like give him a little Uh,
1: rah-rah speech?
0: (laughs) I Yeah, I don't know. It was funny. Sharon had such a, you know, this is obviously high school stuff. Sharon had such a rivalry with the Anderson guards back then. Of course, Sharon was so competitive in high school, he kind of hated everybody (laughs) that wasn't on his team. And uh, he got tired of hearing about the Anderson Guards, Kojak Fuller and Zachary and Ash and Scooter Hague and all those dudes, because Anderson had some really damn good basketball teams in the early '90s, Madison Heights, Highland and and Anderson High School. And he just got tired of hearing about them. Of course, Jeffersonville got won the day because they they were the, you know they actually broke through and won a state championship, but. Um, Nah, you know, obviously his disposition changes as he get older and things like that. You know, you respect how good those players were, but he, when he was younger, he was like, "No, screw those dudes. I'm better than every I'm better than them." Um but yeah, he wanted a quick history lesson on how good Cooper Zachary's uncle was. I'm not sure that mattered on the court in that given moment, but Cooper was really doing a great job. He made one kid fall down. We're not going to name names, but he was, he was good and he's going to be a factor for Fisher's this year. He, he may not start. He may not have to start because Fisher's has a nice group of guys. As far as Harrelson, Metzger, Garner, um, uh, McMurtry, uh,
3: McCartney, right?
0: McCartney. Yeah. Millen McCartney McMurtry. Who the hell's McMurtry? (laughs) Um,
1: I did see one
0: game. Um, I think it might have been the crown point
1: game where Zachary did start. So he might did uh, he? Yeah, so Langer well, could have been just been kind well, that of that would have been the second game on up.
0: Saturday. Yeah. So he's probably just around that been the first game. First game first game, first game. first game. first game on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. We didn't start against Jeffersonville. Well, he's gonna be a factor no matter what. Whether he starts or or he's the first guard off the bench or the first player off the bench, he's gonna be a big minutes guys, and I and I would be, I would say that he will finish a lot of games. Hell, he might Third finish every team. every game, huh? They're a deep team. You know, it's funny though. You so seeing him play the last two years. You know, he's he lives. You know, he's around here. So every now and then, I sneak into a, Carmel Middle School game. And especially the the, the county tournament, which is just fun stuff when they're in eighth grade, that eighth grade County tournament's like a super sectional or what they would have called a super sectional back in the day. But, but the, the things that he really succeeds at or has succeeded at at the middle school level is not something he's going to be completely be able to rely upon. in at the high school level, which is just being so much quicker than his opponents being, you know, being able to sneak in and get these, you know these steals where he's just taking it from them, um, coming from behind and just grabbing the ball because he's quicker than everybody. I mean that a lot of that stuff is going to wane, but the rest of it is is going to be just how it's going to rely upon skill. And he had a situation where he dribbled into traffic, he got a little a little bit over a little bit ahead of his skis, but his ball handling is so good and so refined. That he was quickly able to change gears, put the ball behind his back a couple of times to protect it from the, the trouble that he was dribbling into. And then backed his way out, went between his legs, hesitated. Dude falls down, crosses him and goes in like, and then he makes a little floater. And it's just like, oh, Jesus. You know, and that's, there's, there's going to be a time when his size is an issue. I just going to ask if he'll, if he'll make it to 6-foot or not. He is n- not. I'll be surprised. I'll be I was going to say with
3: his, with his defense, like you're saying, having him in at the end of the game, is he going to be able to defend? Um. um well, you're going to have to be able to rely
0: upon a high school team to be able to understand how to target kids. You know, um. is he big enough to guard Kudo and Ryan or Alex Kudo and Ryan Clever, or Carmel? Sure. Yeah. will going to be able to target him? I don't know. Are they going to. Um, I guess if you do things in a way to force a switch. Um, like if he's guarding Kudo, he's going to have to make a decision. Does he go underneath a, uh Does he go underneath a good screen from Owen Huber? Because Huber going to set good. I mean, Huber was pretty good this weekend. Doing his the things he's gonna have to do, screening and defending and being physical, getting dudes open with and without the ball. I mean, that's gonna be a challenge. But I think at the college level, there's gonna be opportunities to target him. Um it's just it's gonna be a challenge you have to overcome. And he's gonna there's gonna be people that really love him and really buy into it and um going to be hard to not like from an overall perspective and it's going to be one of those things that'll be a damn shame if the if the height is just the only reason why he he doesn't make it at a to the level he wants to um I don't know I mean I this at this track, if I was a low D one team, it would be a no brainer.
3: Cause he could run the team. He does everything so well, man. Vision is awesome. IQ yep. hits, hits the shots, floaters, three. I mean, yeah, he's got he's got everything going for him right now as an incoming freshman. Like you said, it's just all about his size. Yep.
0: I, to me, he's a no brainer. Low D one guy.
3: I think schools
1: like IUPUI should probably get on him like now.
0: I mean they've they've certainly recruited worse. That's true. You know, and I'm thinking of the number of small guards that you know play in the OBC. I mean, he's just yeah, he's he's something else, man. It's going to be good. I don't know where he ranks yet among freshmen, um, but. He's certainly the most impressive. Yeah, Fishers was good. Harrelson was outstanding. I thought Harrelson was shooting the ball well. Who was it? It was one of the three of you guys. We talked a little bit about Harrelson shooting, or maybe it was just in our Slack channel. I thought he was shooting the ball well this weekend. Did anybody not think that way?
1: Uh, I I kind of, I guess I didn't see a whole lot of his shot. Um in the two games that I watched of his, so I I still think that still needs more work uh, as far as cons- consistency. But um, I mean, it, it's definitely looking better.
0: I mean, he shot well, and I, and I think his form is is more his mechanics are more fluid, and I he's he's extremely he was extremely good in from mid range, three point wise. You know he's not right now going to be a guy where they're they're getting him a lot of clean looks and he's just bombing threes. He's going to be a guy that's going to get that catch and drive because that's where he's more effective. It's almost like the thing that Trace Jackson Davis talked about in the the draft process was, "Well, I could hit threes, I just never thought it was the best way for me to score." And that may be the thing with Harrelson. Harrelson may be better off getting a three point play the old fashioned way.
3: He can definitely catch and shoot threes, but, yeah, off, you know, getting into a move and, you know, you know, a step-back three or some of these different moves you can get into a three is probably not a, a strength of his right now, but I feel not like he's a range. good catch. Yeah, I think, I think he's a good catch-and-shoot guy, pretty good catch-and-shoot guy.
0: Yeah, I think his game is complete. I Someone asked me if I thought he was still the number one prospect in the state regardless of class, and I said,
3: yes, it's just – He's 6'7 or 6'8. Six, 6'7. Six, okay. I was gonna say six eight. You were? No.
1: Yeah. I think I would. Harrelson? I would, yeah.
3: No. I do not see him, so I don't have an opinion, but Zach I will say is this. Wo-
0: Zach's work on Twitter as we're as we're talking. That's right. Where did where did where did where did uh Briscoe get an offer from? Valpo. Breaking news. Desmond Briscoe, offer from Valpo. By the time you hear this, it will not be breaking news.
3: Usually it happens after we're done recording, right? That is that is true, yes. Yep. Yep.
0: Why isn't that showing up? Kyler Kroll offer from no that's when how that was. What is that? That's weird. Those offers were last week. Something's wrong with our database. Anyway. Any uh all right, we've only talked about two teams. Any other teams? <laughs> I thought Ben Davis was really good this weekend. Ben Davis Carmel game was fun. Is Dewan Jones in the building? DeWan Jones, my guy, was in the building, man. He was great. Nice. I say he's my guy. He's not really he's my guy because he plays in the fall league and Never was a kid prouder to a 3 Pete. <laughs> we want the shirts, man. He kept saying, we want the shirts. We want the 3 Pete shirts. He's a super good kid. He, yeah, he was there. He's always got a towel, man. His body must generate enough heat to fuel a small village. He was at the Carmel-Ben Davis game during the school season. And he had a towel. He was wiping himself down. He was there in the gym today or this weekend, in a cold gym, no less. Sweating freezing. up a storm, freezing gym, sweating up a storm.
3: <laughs> Man, I went over so, to the Ox gym for the Noblesville Wayne game and it had to thaw out. Man, it was more toasty over there. It was, yes, yeah, it's,
0: it's literally night and day,
1: literally, and they're right next to each other.
0: Yeah, they are. <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, they you know, we have AC. <laughs> Hey, we, do we vote you? for do these you? things. We, we vote, we vote for these things here. We pay taxes. We, we, we approve referendums. We support our public schools. We, we have air conditioning and you, de- you do, you definitely have a, air God love Jimmy Inskeep. He wants to keep that place nice <laughs> and cool. It, it cracked, it
1: cracked me up because uh, when I was there Friday night, I'm in the oxygen watching Harrelson and uh, I use assistant coach Brian Walsh. He's going back and forth, watching Kokomo, watching Flory, and then coming back to Harrelson. And he goes, man, the temperatures difference between it was just insane. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, I want to stay in the Carmel gyms because uh, you know it's cooler. But like Flory and Kokomo, they were just getting their butts kicked, and so.
0: Well, and it's yeah, it's look, it's takes a lot of air conditioning to keep the the varsity gym any varsity gym cool, and when it doesn't fill up, you know then it it just it's just cold. So during during high school games, by the time the varsity game starts, it's it's okay, but they keep that thing going in the winter. It's just how it is. I used to think it was because Hetty and Osborne liked it like to have a cold gym playing some of these teams that like to run but playing at a uh, hockey rink that's right (laughs) that's right we have air conditioning here that's for sure
1: how about the two teams that beat kokomo on friday night center grove and lawrence north two
0: impressive wins well i didn't i didn't see lawrence north this weekend so that's but I've already seen them a couple times, so that's it was pretty par. You know, it was wasn't anything, wasn't high on my list.
3: Zach, did you see LN?
2: I did see LN. I like them. Uh, Robinson didn't do too much in the game I saw, but I like Brendan, Brendan Brendan Miller a lot. Yeah. So. Plays hard, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I like his size too. He's smart. Played really well. That's the only
0: size they have, man. It's crazy. It really is, yeah. Think of all the good teams they've had and all the size they've had, and it's just, right now it's just him. See, that's what, but that's what Justin Sims was as a sophomore, right? Right, right. Your microphone situation is not improved, by the way. <laughs> I think it's because you're wearing a Duke sweatshirt. It's drowning out. <laughs> it it's drowning out all sense of communication. <laughs> is that your same setup? Oh yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well something's changed. Got the light behind you, can't see your face. Gee to Christmas. <laughs> like a mess over there.
2: I can't I can't sit outside because it's raining.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh well, it is raining here too. oh we know. How about that?
2: Uh, another another team I like that I don't see ever was Scottsburg. I know they lost to Braboff that. The game I was talking about earlier—I mean, not rebuffed to uh, Garen. Garen, but yeah. But otherwise, they they played really well the other time myself.
1: they saw They were shorthanded too, big time. They were, Fair. yeah. Two,
0: a, a couple. They had some guys missing because of other sports, and
2: they only had six okay. players, right?
0: Yeah, and Richardson's son was hurt.
2: He's a hot. So he did well. Zellers was okay, and, and Jack Miller I really liked. So, so they, they had their big three.
0: They did, yeah. Yep. they Had their okay. big three. But Richardson is pretty important for them. He's a he's a he's a grunt guy. He's a he's a you know, I guess he's you know, rebounds well and they're Dr- Draymond Green of their team. Kind of, yeah, I don't know about his passing, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know about he all was, that. He's a monster.
1: It, I mean he wasn't even playing it. I was looked over and saw him standing up. I was like, Yeah, that's
0: a that's a tight end right there. I mean they beat Carmel and I thought Carmel played okay. It went three and one. Yeah, I've got to, I mean, I've sort of got to recalibrate my view on what Carmel is going to be this year, but I was pretty pleased with, with how the weekend went. They you went one they and went,
3: one versus Carmel. They went what? One and one versus Carmel.
0: Oh yeah. Garen Catholic. Yeah. But bump. They, um. I mean Zeller was really good. Jack Miller was good. I, I Jack Miller to me seems bigger than what he has in the past. Clancy was wide. Clancy shot the ball well, huh?
2: Was why he's got wide shoulders. Really yeah, broad shoulders.
0: Zellers or Miller? Both. It's Miller. Yeah, yeah, but both. I still think the things that Zeller does offensively with his shot translates a little bit higher than what Miller like somebody told me they thought Miller was the better college prospect I don't know the way Zeller shoots the ball at 69 um I I think there's sometimes you can have that niche skill especially when it's a niche skill at a at a in an odd place and that's where I think you know Zeller becomes a stretch 4 you know maybe even a stretch 5 and, and sneaks in. Well, Miller the things that he does well, although he did shoot the ball well. I really liked watching Evan Harrell guard him from Carmel because I, that's going to be the challenge that Evan's going to have on Carmel's schedule is a lot of guys he's going to have to guard people that are quicker than him. And how does he handle that? And I thought he did okay on Miller. I mean, that game was played in the 40s. So it wasn't like anybody had a huge, like just stood out scoring-wise. But I thought Evan did a good job of making shots tough for Jack. But again, Jack two years stronger, two years older. And Zellers hit a couple threes. Osborne wasn't real happy with how they lost him on ball screen situations. Um, you know, but again, that, that that part of that's where I say it's June. You know, you got to you work on those things. Um, ben Davis. I mean they just get going, man. They they pressure the ball. Mark Mark White is a guy who's going to step up into a bigger role this year. Zachary's going to score more this year for them. They have got some young kids that are going to play. Um you know, they're gonna they're gonna play nine guys. They're gonna play they're probably gonna play seven dudes a lot every game. And that seven that six and seven spot are probably gonna be well, I'm sorry. They'll probably play eight guys every game. And that 7-8 and spot will probably be, it'll vary game to game. But they'll have eight or nine guys who can really play. And they they may not have the size, they're not going to have the size they've had the last couple years. But they're going to be able to continue to put just waves of pressure on the ball. And they annihilated Noblesville. Noblesville couldn't handle it. And I know Noblesville had an overall good weekend as far as wins and losses, but they did not handle Ben Davis's pressure very well. And I was glad that Carmel did. Um and they did things to Carmel that they weren't doing to anybody else. They were trapping and they were trapping full court. They were they were changing up their defense, they're changing up their press schemes in the backcourt. I mean, there were some there were some there were game adjustments going on in, in in June, and I don't know if if Don had decided to, hey, let's just try some things this game, but I can tell you both coaches wanted to win.
3: That Brownsburg Ben Davis game was that was a good was game a, was a good one. After you left, we had a couple technicals in June. A couple? Well, you couple. said Lynch. Who was the and second one? Catchings. Oh, really?
0: Yep. Yeah, I don't like the catchings one. The Lynchy one. What was the issue there? I don't.
3: Um, I think um I think it stemmed from I forgot who went up for Ben Davis for a floater, and catchings went up and blocked it before it hit the glass, and they called a goaltend. It was really, really it was a really tough call. You couldn't tell if it was really coming down or they called a, a goaltend and he Lynch was not happy with that at all. And then something else happened, and he just kind of jumped up out of his chair, and uh, they they teed him up. Who got him? Man, I think it was the it was the um, the taller ref that was kind of
0: mocking oh, the, the fans. Ref.
3: Yeah, we Remember don't that? we didn't
0: need that. Yeah, we didn't need that part. Yeah, even though right. I think it was received well, we we didn't need the referee again engaging with the fans.
3: And actually, it wasn't him. He's the he teed up. He teed up. Catchings. Catchings. The the other ref teed up, I believe. The other white not dude the or your the other league. not the not your fall league guy. The, the other, other white one. dude. Okay, I
0: can't yeah. remember his name. He's a good official though. There, I'd never seen the tall ref before.
1: There was a ref engaging with fans. What what was that about?
0: Uh they were they were really hard on Chris Fuller. Ben Davis's fans were and one of the ref- the ref- the one referee who I'd never seen before who clearly is a good referee or Chris wouldn't be working with him for this for this event. They were using the Varsity Court at Carmel and I'm sure they were using other courts too. But they were using the courts at Carmel for certification for state tournament officials. And the the there were three officials at every game and the the, the tall official in the Carmel ben, or the Carmel-Brownsburg game was mocking the fans who were riding Chris and and I, I do believe it was received well. Yeah, but that's, it was Ben that's Davis,
3: of, Ben Davis, Brownsburg,
0: not Carmel. The, yeah, and they were, yeah, I'm sorry. And they they were mocking, he was mocking the Ben Davis fans who were pissed off at Chris. And pissed off is probably too strong of a word because Chris is pretty well known, is is pretty well received official. So we ju- it's just one of those things where we talk about how bad fans are or how bad fans have been to referees. The one thing you don't need in that environment, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again because we talked about it at length at one time after the Fort Wayne stuff. Your job as an official should not include at any point during a game, whether there's 4,000, 5,000 people in the gym, or in this case, 40, engaging with the fans. Because the fans are already overly emotional, they're not going to, if they're, if they weren't, if they were thinking of sound mind, they wouldn't be screaming idiot, idiotic stuff at officials. So if they're not, it's one thing to not, to not deescalate something, but don't escalate it. Cause if that goes wrong at that point, he's the, he's the problem. And that's what I was talking about when we discussed that Fort Wayne situation. Uh, And I wasn't necessarily blaming the Fort Wayne guy. I'm just saying in general, officials, like I said before, there's guys from my fall league I cannot hire good officials because they have rabbit ears. Because anybody, somebody chirps, they got to start talking and it gets worse. So even though that fan is wrong, the official is wrong too. And where it goes from there may not be excusable, but it becomes understandable. So he was mocking the fans who were really hard on Chris. And it just was like, oh, we need to pay attention to this because if this thing not, you know, not that we were going to you know, act as bouncers or shit. But it this it is it was one of those things where if it, the fans didn't receive it, well, it could have could have gone a different way.
3: It was we definitely know. odd to see. It was kind of weird.
0: It was uncomfortable. Yeah.
3: It was, and it didn't need that. It was
0: unnecessary. Well, sounds like a little unprofessional. It was unprofessional. It was, and and I, you know, I'd be anxious to I'd be be anxious to hear Chris's thoughts on it. Not that Chris is going to throw one of his guys under the bus, but um, it, it was definitely uncomfortable.
1: But yeah, because
0: was, of the stuff that's happened. So
1: there was one game that got called, Carmel uh, on Friday night. It was Gary West and Oh yeah, Tom. yeah. I caught the I caught the tail end of it right when it was happening. As soon as I walked in, um, I guess a Gary West fan got ejected and wouldn't mm-hmm. leave. So the refs just called the game. Yeah, I they were like at the beginning of the second half too.
0: You know, my first reaction is, man, just chill. You know, just fans just quit chilling. But then you see that situation with that official, and you're just like, okay, every now and then I get it. Because again, I have I have not hired their guys. I got to avoid hiring because they have rabbit ears.
3: So they, they gave Gary West the win then because they went undefeated. Mm, I think mean, maybe. Man.
0: Well, I don't I really. Don't know yeah, story. calling
3: the game doesn't mean they
0: forfeited the game. Yeah. Especially in an know. event like this where wins and losses I mean, I don't go on anybody's high. resume. Yeah. yeah. Who'd they play? Providence. The first game, Providence. Oh yeah,
3: that would have been oil and water right there, baby.
0: Yeah.
3: Are well, you sh- you sure it was Providence? I don't see them on there. Really. Who was the game? It says says Woodland and New Haven. They played at Carmel Fieldhouse Court too. It was Woodland. Could have been Woodland. That it would have been that game.
0: Um. What was the other? Oh my gosh. Oh, first time seeing Dominique Murphy with his school team. Super impressed. I mean, there's things with his games he's gotta he's gotta work on his outside shot from the three point line's gotta be better. I mean he hit a couple. Um but he is such a strong kid and he's you know, he's a guy that gets the paint. I know he's got the IUPUI offer this week. He gets the paint, he's strong, he can take contact and finish. Um he rebounds both ends of the floor. I mean, defensively looked he looks solid. Probably there's probably a lot of potential there that he didn't necessarily show this week. You know, they didn't show the game I watched. And now I gotta go through and figure out which game I watched. Oh, Evans from Memorial. Um but a game they eventually lost, but he was really good in that game. I watched him last week for the first time since he was a freshman at top one hundred. And this is the first time I've seen him play with his Chicago teammates. They've got some talent. They've got some talent, but uh, he was—he was. I thought Dominic Murphy was was good, at least in the games I watched, or the game they I only, watched this
3: weekend. They only played two games, did weekend. they?
0: Yep. Saturday so they were like they were like Kokomo. They just did the hell, maybe they took the Kokomo games. Yeah. Any um, any players stand out that we haven't talked about yet? whether in the recruiting part or the team part Are these ones we haven't we haven't seen before? yeah well we we haven't not yet not that part yet I guess I'm gonna forget yeah. my guy I was my idea to do that <laughs> part I'm gonna forget who the hell it was
3: I got a couple uh to talk about that we haven't I do we we, we mentioned Reese butcher didn't we didn't he get an offer
0: he did yeah from
3: yeah. Burbuff. he was yeah he was really impressive on sun yesterday morning against northside. Um, that was the first time I seen him play. I was sitting with Kyle netting rip and talked to him the whole game and he uh you know said the same thing and kind of asked who this who this kid was. Um but quickly found out it was Reese Butcher and he was hitting shots. He was had a couple dunks on the break. He was just he was really good, obviously along with Evan Haywood. Um another name I wanted to throw out was um Dom Bonner from Penn. He played really well. You know, last year, last year he um, obviously Penn graduated everybody. All their starting five, um, they bring back two guys with minutes off the bench, and he's one of them. And then Trey Miller's got a broken hand right now, right, Zach? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So he was on the bench with a brace on his hand or wrist or whatever. Um, but Dom was he was really good. Uh, he was hitting threes. And uh, I tweeted that he's kind of slippery in the lane. I don't know if I got a, a, someone asked me, what does that mean? But it seems like he he gets in there and there's like some traffic and he just kind of slithers through and finishes through contact and kind of uh, on the break a little bit. He just, I don't know, he, he has a way of finishing at the rim and brings a lot of energy. He was just, he was really good. Javon Guest was really good for Warren in the uh, Penn-Warren game. He didn't start, He didn't he didn't play the whole first quarter I don't know what, what, what the issue was there, but the last the second, third, and fourth quarters, he was the best player on the floor and he dominated in the paint. Um and then a couple more names I wanted to throw out. Hunter Walston was really good uh for Noblesville against Wayne. Um he had twenty three in that game and was he has he had a few threes. He has great vision as well, uh, in my opinion. In that game he did at least.
0: I mean he's uh, their for- best
3: he's become their best player. Yeah, he was. I think he was he's really, become
0: their. He's become their most important player. Is he six five? No, he's taller than that. Six six. Yeah.
3: Okay. I well, think yeah, he's he I mean, he's become yeah. their
0: most. He's become their most important player. How did Curry play? He, game I saw. Mm-hmm. I saw the Ben Davis game. He didn't hit it. Was it Ben Davis game? He he didn't hit a shot, but I thought he handled their pressure well.
3: They're, I love they're how he guards. Their big three was good. Curry had 11. He had three threes and okay. a layup, and then Aaron Fine was has played the, probably the best I've seen him play. He had 18. Um, had a little mishap at the end of the game, but, um, but he had a he he played really, all, all three of those guys played really good for for Noblesville. I'm trying to look, also I want to mention Rob Walker. I think that's who he told me his name was, yeah, right? At Warren, Warren Central. Yeah, yeah, he was he was hitting a lot of shots for them against Penn. Um, I think I I've, I watched Warren last year. And I think he didn't he get some good minutes last year as well, or no?
0: Well, I, if, I mean, I didn't. I had to ask who it was. So okay, <laughs> I didn't, maybe
3: he didn't. Maybe not in front of me. I maybe he didn't, but he. Was, I didn't he know was him. Good. He was good against against Penn. He gets good elevation on the shot, and he was he was knocking them in. Oh, then the last the last one I wanted to mention. Uh, for Penn, incoming freshman, Peyton Miyamba, um, a lot of potential. He's six four, nice body on him. He's got huge feet. Seems like he's going to be growing more. But he came in off the bench and, you know, caught one on the left wing, drove it to the middle, and kind of used his body as leverage and got an and one in his first play that he really touched the ball, hit his free throw. And then the very next play, someone drove in and kicked it to him in the corner, and he knocked down a three. Good-looking j- shot. Looks like he's skilled. He he does look like he's trying to figure it out right now. Like, in in a barracks offense, like when to when to go, when to pass, when to reverse it, or does it go and score? He's just still trying to figure. It seems like a, a lot of things are going through his head when he's playing right now. So everything's kind of sped up. But I think um, I think once he once he kind of understands his role and gets more comfortable in their offense, I think he's going to be a a, a factor for them this year.
0: Tyler, Zach and thing, team-wise, any more teams?
1: Team-wise, no. Um, a couple, couple guys. Um, one, Carson Rogers, Kokomo. Um, really impressed with him. I, I think he's a good complement to Flory in the front court there. Um, fantastic motor. Dude plays really, really hard. Um, crashes the glass. Um he finishes pretty well. He shot the ball. I think he hit a couple threes in the Center Grove game that I watched. Um, so, I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, and then Center Grove, is it Jalen Mundy or Bundy? I can't remember. Bundy.
0: Bundy. Bundy.
1: Yeah, really liked him. Shorter for a guard. Uh, got a little combo guard in him. He's, he's pretty smooth. Um, really good about creating his own shot. Um, he had some big shots for uh, Center Grove in their win over Kokomo on Friday night. Yeah. Um, Really liked him. Those were two guys that kind of stood out to me this weekend.
2: Yeah, I talked I talked about Brennan Miller earlier. Um, it's good for me to see teams I don't usually see, so I got to see Bossy play. I like yeah. Trey Howell pretty well for them. Uh, quick and shifty guard. I got to see Jeffersonville, so Trey Singleton stood out to me.
0: Uh, yeah, he big, was good. Huge
2: He's... frame. He was really good.
0: Did he do anything? So how did he score that game?
2: In the po- in the post.
0: Did he just all post-ups or just drove to get there?
2: Post-ups. Uh, he drove a couple times to get there, uh, clean up the glass a little bit, so offensive rebounds. I didn't see him step outside and hit anything from outside, though. So I don't know mm-hmm. if he can do that or not.
0: Did they run a lot of their spread, their motion X stuff that they run?
2: Yeah. Where, he's at, where he's at the bit. nail? Yep, exactly. And then he cuts to the, to the belt a lot of times too or sets the screen up top
0: yeah he's uh, his skill development he's getting more and more skilled he's able to score in, he's able to score in traffic saw him change direction a couple times yep yep that's something with Sisley we need to I need to touch on before we not right this second but before we get the end of it so remind me that Kyler <laughs> since you're the Sisley watcher I really go on Zach go on Zach also it,
2: uh I got Yep, got to see Plainfield. I uh, like Noah Smith quite a bit, Twenty twenty six yeah. for them. Long, wire, great kind of kid, but he can score at all three levels. Uh, doesn't shy away from contact either, so I like that a lot about him. Um, and then somebody else, I think the last one I was going to mention, uh, Fletcher Cole from Paoli, another kid that I never get to see play live. Uh, my goodness, he just plays so hard. And, and hits shots, gets his guys involved. Good, good likes, likes to shoot He's it, done. doesn't he?
0: I like Fletcher Cole. Yeah, It's <laughs> it up, doesn't he?
2: Has to.
0: I. Brownstown has to feel really good about their weekend. The schedule they played, going four and zero. I think really, I mean, Benner was going to do what Benner does, but Chase Coomer. God he shot the heck out of it at least uh, certainly against Westfield and I didn't hear that it was any different in the other games but he was it was extremely potent against Westfield um you know we haven't we've not talked about Westfield's man from down under what's his first name did we figure that part out nobody is
3: it I don't know Last why they won this is a book because that's last last his last book. name's book. Yeah, last name's book. Is it Nick? Book. Yeah, it's from Oak Hill.
0: Nick Book Oak Hill Academy. Okay, New Zealand. Anybody watching besides me? No, they they were he was going to be my uh,
3: guy. Had lunch. Okay. Um, is it six eight for
2: sure.
3: No, no. Six, six six seven, right, Jim?
0: Six six seven. Heard a heard a lot of buzz about him. Yeah, I mean he's look, he's gonna definitely help Westfield. He's gonna definitely help Westfield. And he's he's I he I mean look, man, it's his first his first weekend here. He has to do everything has to go to his left. Every single thing has to go to his left right now. Um you know, and he's he'll go he'll go to his right just to come back to his left. And it's stuff like that can get scouted out a little bit. He's constantly spinning in traffic. That's he's going to have to improve on that. It's it's nitpicky stuff. I want to see guys that make plays that translate. That's going to translate at a different level. Um, I mean, he's going to, there's no question he's going to help. It's going to help Westfield. So that's, but the issue was, you know, starting here middle of last week, hadn't seen him play yet. But that they got a you know guy who played for the New Zealand national team, and you just kind of wondering what that looks like. And you know, he was better than Colby Hall for Brownstown. Um, I don't know who else Westfield play this weekend. They played Crown Point, who doesn't have any legitimate size. Uh, they played Bloomington North who doubts it doesn't have any legitimate size. You know, I guess I'd like to see what he did against Crispus Attucks, who did not have a good weekend. I didn't think. Mm. No, they didn't. If any if any team was disappointing this weekend from a at least from a win loss perspective, it has to be Crispus Attucks. They just went one and three. Um so,
2: Southman Riley also.
0: June isn't the end Yeah, but I think we're viewing Crispus Attucks as a team that's Oh yeah, definitely. Team. Compete for a state title. Yeah, maybe. right. You know, they they think it's their time now in sectional 10. You know, and that's... For what it's worth, it's June. I get it. But they did not look like a team that's going to... You know, that's... I think habits carry through. You know, and I think their June has just been okay. And I don't know if it's if they don't if they haven't figured out their their bench pieces yet as to who's going to play and who's going to contribute and maybe they lose some spark when they go to their bench um but they have um they've just been okay when i've watched them play this month and they definitely did not have a great weekend i mean they weren't even close in some of these games they lost to it was just trendy. the
3: Westfield game was the one that wasn't. Close. Oh, I guess, yeah,
0: Noblesville. I'm sorry. I was, I was looking at something else when I said that. Um, that was a different That was a different team when I looked down there at that schedule. Yeah, I mean, Penn beat him by five. That was kind of surprising. Uh, Noblesville beating him by two, you know, maybe not as surprising, but, you know, again, and they beat Warren, but. You know, Warren's working on a new coach with God knows what lineup and rotation they're trying to figure out right now.
3: Rutland had 38 in that game. Yeah.
0: 34.
3: Uh, checkbook.
0: Do what?
2: I think it Which ended up said? being 34, according to the book.
3: I think. I there think. Attic- whole- okay. No, I was just, I think I there saw Addict's was- tweet out that it was 38, but yeah. Okay. I would Check trust, the,
0: I I would trust the attic stat man than the then the Carmel teenagers doing a scorebook checkbook. I think there was some I think there was some pretty loose as as <laughs> Dominique witnessed. I think there was some pretty loose <laughs> protocol there on the on the scores table.
2: Oh yeah.
0: There was a stretch there Saturday where every time a game ended one of them looked up at me and the, the one that I it was like what was the final score again? Like dude, you're the one keeping score but looking at me. But well, they have professionals do it during the school season. <laughs> it's not uh not kids checking their phones. So I'm gonna go with the thirty-eight instead of the thirty-four. I can't for life of me remember who the player was I was gonna bring up when it comes to players I saw but or didn't see but heard a lot about. What were you gonna say about Cicely? His ability to change directions in traffic <laughs> was just like, whoa, when the hell did that happen? That uh that I mean, quarter. I'm not even sure he's going to have to do it on their schedule. <laughs> that that coast to coast
1: play he has, yes. he got the rebound. Man, it was like a rocket.
0: <laughs> then he hit the transition three in the corner, or <laughs> he's just elevating. When when Sicily plays, like he realizes he's the best
1: player on the floor. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people that can stop him.
0: Here, how about this? How about playing in a situation where there's ball movement and player movement Ooh, shocking (laughs) versus just playing in a system in the summer where you just kind of stand around and wait for the ball to come your way.
1: Just running from baseline to baseline. It's your,
0: it's your turn to, it's your turn to make your move. Yeah. Some of these dudes, I think that's what troubles catching too. is just, it's just, it's my turn. Basketball is what it is with that, with that, with those groups. There's, there's not a lot of hey, we, we got a guy, we got guys we can get open. And again, as well as Harrelson plays without the basketball, he would benefit from it too. I mean, I would have a hard. I mean, I who would the hell be able to hard guard? Who would be able to guard Jalen Harrelson coming off in a, an array of screens or
3: screening,
0: oh, even just screening him into isolation. These are all things Fishers does, of course. Instead of, let's just spread the floor and let one guy go ISO. And then let the next guy go ISO and the next guy go ISO. I just, I just, I'm a big, big proponent of player movement. Not a big mystery. Do you like motion? Do I like motion? (laughs) I love me. I love me some motion.
2: Motion snob.
0: Motion snob. It's gonna be the name. My other. It's gonna be the name of our second podcast, Motion Snob. Me and we get. I'll get Tony and Dragna come on. We'll just break down basketball games. Anything else? Any we uh, we didn't touch on as many teams as I thought we would, but we are hitting right at almost two hours. Any surprises?
3: I was going to say, a kid I heard about but didn't see that had there a go. good weekend was uh, Renfro from Christian Academy, Joshua Renfro. Yeah,
0: he puts um, up numbers. He's He is... Uh, I love how he gets into his shot. He can get his own shot as well as anybody. I
3: think he uh, he had a couple of thirty point thirty six and 32, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I had... We already talked about the other two I had down, John Hall and and Reynolds. Um, but yeah, Renfro was a guy I've, I haven't seen him play in person, but I hear a lot, you know, mm-hmm. about his able to able to score and fill it up.
0: Well, the one thing I like about one one, well, not the one thing, but one thing I like about him is that he is a motion. He's a, he's a movement shooter. You know, he's, he can shoot off the dribble. He comes off screens. He can hit shots. He doesn't have to be stationary. He obviously understands his foot from the footwork perspective. Um, you know i i had commented that i thought alex kudo was one of the best shooters in the sophomore class and you know when you you consider what he does against the schedule that carmel plays um you know that's he's he's proven and i think renfro's right there too i think renfro's a little better off the dribble um as far as getting into a shot and being able to hit from from range on that off the dribble um but but Bo, i like um and he's definitely going to be in the situation he, he's in, putting up bigger numbers. But yeah, he—I saw that he had some good games. Any any surprises for you, Dominique, this weekend, good or bad?
3: Um, I'm—I'll say Cannon Catchings. I just—I want to see him. Um, I don't know, more engaged or I don't know. He obviously he's got a lot of talent um made some nice plays in the ben davis game brownsburg ben davis game um definitely a uh you know top five prospect in the state but i just i don't know it seemed like that game at least the game i saw him it just seemed like uh he wasn't all the way regardless of class right yeah
0: okay yeah i was gonna say because there's not five 2024
3: guys to (laughs) no regardless yeah
0: sorry regardless regardless
3: of class, but the it's a, it's a three man class. So it's yeah, but no, I was just, I just wanted to see him like, it just seemed like, I don't know, it wasn't fully engaged or I don't know what the right word is to use, but I don't know what you thought, but it just seemed like, you know, I don't know. It seemed like he could have played a lot harder or been more into the game and things like that. But
0: I, I think he has a coolness to him where, and I know people are put off by that sometimes, but he doesn't show a lot of positive emotion. Like he never really looks super happy to make a play. Like he just acts like he's, he's just been there before, you know, and sometimes that comes across as kind of aloof. And then when you, if you have a negative reaction to something, then everybody wants to jump on that. And I, of course the, you know, I don't know how many times you saw him, but certainly one of the games you watch, you got a technical that's, that's, that's not a good thing. Um, but you know we watched him against Kokomo and, and <laughs> you know and he just was that dog he just was like f you you can't stop me you know and, and maybe there needs to be some you know maybe there needs to be more of that and i don't think that was an isolated situation um but you know the the, the you know when they played Carmel a couple weeks later He didn't have nearly the game that he had. He had a nice stretch in the second quarter. But Carmel really went out of their way to make sure he didn't catch the basketball. And I thought for a while, though, Brownsburg was doing some nice things to take advantage of that, almost playing the game four on four. Um, But then Carmel snuffed some of that stuff out. But you look at – because it was definitely a tale of two – Two, two different stories there between the way he played against Kokomo and the way he played against Carmel where Kokomo really didn't do much to take him out of the game. They just relied on their base defense and he torched him. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if it was just because it's June. You know, he, he could be tired too, you know. Yeah. On top of Brownsburg stuff, he's got USA Basketball that he's been a part of. Right. Um, you know, he did the Junior All-Star stuff. I mean, June let's face it from an aau perspective we all say june is is off it's not it's just <laughs> they're they're away from us you know they're with their school teams and it, it's it's back to get to work time for them
3: a lot of it's camps a, too i think yeah. that uh nba camp top 100 camps going on today through end of the week or later in the yeah. week so just non-stop
0: zach any any players any surprises or any players you you heard a lot about that you didn't see?
3: Uh
2: yeah, uh Ethan Roseman from uh where's he from? Uh shoot. Jim Bishop Harden. Stard, right? Harden. Stard, yep. Uh heard about him. Uh Damian King from Anderson was one. I heard about um who else was there? Let me see if I got a list. Um oh the Evan Haywood from Brebuff. Would have been would have been nice to see them. He was good. Um,
0: he's good. He's he's one of my favorites in that class, as far as yeah, especially especially other perimeter players.
2: I think that was it. Did Micah Davis, did he play well this weekend. I, I don't. I didn't hear much. Seems like he must assume assume So he had get
0: some offers. So he must have done something. All
3: right. Yeah. I wanted to add in I Cedric Horton from. Um, he's from Richmond, Richmond. right? Yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard he had a nice week. I didn't see him, but I heard he had a good weekend.
0: Any surprises, Zach? Good or bad? Um, And or bad? <laughs>
2: Cole Hayworth kind of went off this weekend in his couple games. He had 30 and 29. Uh, they beat Pike and Delta. I, I guess that kind of surprised me because I haven't seen him live for a couple years now.
0: He just he did nothing. The game I watched in in the spring,
3: right? Zero.
0: And I realize that a lot of that's timing. But
3: they only had two games too, did they? Yep. yep. Saturday.
0: Where was I at seven ten on anyway? I didn't get a chance to watch Portage play this weekend. I would have liked to have seen that. Zach or Kyler any. Any surprises, good or bad, or players Um, you heard about that didn't see?
1: Well, I already mentioned, like, players I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see Westfield. Um, Heard they looked pretty solid. Um, I think they were, what, like, 3-1, and Um, Nick Book, um, and Trey Buchanan. Those guys, I heard they played pretty well. Um, one, One of the biggest surprises for me was just, I don't know, the level of play that Kokomo brought on Friday, I. I don't know. I mean, wasn't really expecting um, Center Grove to beat them. Um, They ended up getting kind of lucky, made a really good play to win the game um, on Friday. And then they just got waxed by Lawrence North. So um, yeah, just a little bit surprised by uh, their play, but it is June. um, So obviously they'll they'll get much better once
0: the season gets started. Well, I'm not going to be able to remember the guy that I was thinking about when I Brought it up yesterday about players we didn't see but heard, but I, I guess I will go with a guy that a lot of college coaches asked me about was Josiah Gustin from Pendleton Heights, and w- and how he was playing and w- what I thought of him, and and at, at every turn I was—he's a D1 kid, six eight, and he's skilled. He's going to get stronger. Um, he's doing more off the dribble, uh, moving well without the basketball. Uh, they get a lot of good movement in their system. Uh, he, I don't know that he, how much he posts up. I think of their school game. How he didn't he, they usually they use him a ton out of the high post. Did not see them this weekend, but but definitely I had a handful of coaches ask me about him that they had they had seen him and just didn't hadn't seen him before, and wondered um, and then wondered um, what what was his recruiting like and I think he's got some and I think he's got some offers right.
3: Yeah, he does. I think we looked this up. Yeah, Northern Kentucky, maybe. Yeah.
0: Northern Kentucky, Mercer, and Indiana Wesleyan. So that's good. Um,
3: Have you seen them this June? Sorry.
0: No, Pendleton?
3: Yeah.
0: Are they they in that Pack League or no? I think so, but I think they play their games at Finch Creek, and I just haven't gone over there. They are. I've, I've seen them play at the Pack Are they playing that tomorrow? I mean, that's...
3: Yeah, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Last week.
0: Yeah, it is tomorrow. Okay, good. So that may be something where I might go to Finch Creek if there's teams there that I haven't seen yet. But I've been just going up to Westfield just because there's been things that I've combined around coming and going. And it's just a lot easier to go to Westfield than it is to drive the far east side of Noblesville.
3: Pendleton, L.C. tomorrow and that's not super compelling but
0: <laughs> let's see who they played tomorrow just one game
3: well then there's oh, like that's like some a, like type a little,
0: of a bracket a, yeah 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 it's weird some of these results i for me the surprises were just how easily some of these teams were winning by. There's a lot of blowouts. Dominique, you made that point Sunday when we were watching games. Yeah. A lot of blowouts. And I was surprised by that. Oh, I'll tell you another kid that a couple of people had mentioned, including a couple of you guys, was um the Kim Shaw from Crown Point.
3: Yeah. So- yeah, sophomore. I saw him on month a week ago. I saw him play and was really impressed with him.
0: Yeah, sophomore for them. That was um, not a lot of details on how he played. Just that he was impressive. That he was good. So, all right, cool. Well, this was good, Zach. Anything else? Your video's gone dark on us. You're hiding
2: out. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Great weekend. Um, Good seeing each of you this weekend. Watching games and. Um, man, Sicily was really good. I just can't. I think I walked away more impressed with him and more impressed with Stephen and and impressed with Stephen Reynolds.
1: Welcome to the Sicily
0: trying, Jim. There we go. Free tra- What is tra- he? That's your. That's, that's your. That's your Hat free. That's your, <laughs> <laughs> that's your player crush. <laughs> I guess you want to call that your your godson is Cole Henry from South Ripley, and then your your, well, boy man crush sounds weird. Boy crush sounds weirder. Yeah. So player <laughs> crush. Let's
1: just, say, let's just say I really I really like Trent.
0: Again. Well, I think it goes beyond that. All righty. I think if you were to have a kid, you would lock him in a room and say, "Play like Trent Sisley." I'm going to give him Trent Sisley <laughs> film. Yeah, you need to marry yourself a tall girl too. So, <laughs> all right, guys, we'll talk later. Good job. Good see, like I said, good seeing everybody this weekend.
3: Later. Uh, all right, see you. Later.